And uh, I couldn't get away from that, kind of get away from that topic. And so I'm going to talk about that tonight. But I want to start off tonight by asking you a question. You don't have to answer out loud. You can if you want to, but it might be awkward. Why are you here tonight? Why'd you show up? Why are you here? Do you want to be here? Are you glad you were here? Why are you here? Why did you, of all the things you could do, you could be at home on TikTok right now. Why are you here? You could be at home uh, doing schoolwork and Zoom stuff. Super fun. Why are you here? Why did you come? What is it about this night that you saw important? Was it your own decision to come? Did your parents make you come? Some say yes. Some uh, really, really want to be here. Who was forced to be here? You don't have to raise your hand on that one. But if you do, I'll tell your parents afterwards. So no big deal. <laughs> but why did you come tonight? What's the point of this? Am I getting somewhere? You guys, you guys understand the question I'm asking. <laughs> In 2007, uh, I graduated high school. I know that was like forever ago. So I graduated high school, and I had signed up for the military, and I didn't wear this on purpose tonight, like camo this and military colors. I just put it on. I was like, hey, it works for my message. Awesome. It's a theme night. Um, in 2007, I graduated high school. Uh, I had one month off. I signed up for the military. I went to the uh, Army National Guard, the U.S. Army, and I went to boot camp for four months, and... It wasn't fun, and it was <laughs> some, sometimes it was okay. Sometimes it was all right. But most of the time, it was tough. It was hard. We were doing push-ups. It didn't matter what we did. We never got it right, and we always got punished for it. It was no fun. Four months of just abuse, let's <laughs> just say. It was awful. Getting woke, uh, woken up many times during the night, um, just getting destroyed, getting all my stuff thrown out of my locker after I spent like four hours organizing it perfectly, using rulers, yes, rulers, to find out where exactly everything went. Just all the time, and I thought, like, what's the point of this? It's like, wait, why did I, who made me sign up? I Actually, I chose to sign up for it, but why did I do this? And like, what's the point of this? It's four months of, you know what? Uh, like, why did I do this? Like, why am I here? Why? What's this four months, what's it for? And so... Graduated boot camp, and I'm thinking like, okay, Army National Guard, we clean up after tornadoes. If the city floods, we take care of that. And I go home. They said, you have a month off. So I go home, hanging out at my, at my parents' house, eating all the free food is awesome. And get a call, say, okay, you're supposed to show up to your home unit. Like your, our home unit here would be our church here. So I went to my home unit, and I remember, um, and I've told some of you all this story before, but it, it makes sense for tonight. Uh, I opened up the door to the big gymnasium, and there's guys everywhere. Some are bent over, putting stuff in bags, and there's green duffel bags. You've seen those big green duffel bags before? Everybody's shoving stuff in them, and there's one person standing with a piece of paper and another person putting stuff in a bag, and I'm like, what's going on? I had no clue. I'm like so green and so new. Take all my stuff in, and I was supposed to look for this one guy's name. I won't say his name, but I found him, and I walked up. I was like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm the new guy, and, you know, really dorky, and he said, oh, what's your name? And I said, uh, Private Bach. And he's like, okay, yeah, we've been expecting you. You need to go to the supply room and get all of your gear. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't even know where that's at. Like, and I was thinking in my head, like, I wonder what we're doing today. Like, I'm, I'm really scared, intimidated. Like, ugh. It's like starting a new job or going to a new school or getting all your new classes at the end of the year. And you sneak in there, like, oh, nobody sees me. You sit down. You're like, hey, I have a friend over there. But I had no friends there. And so uh, and I, right before I was, he said, go get your stuff out of supply. So I start to go. I said, hey, hey, Sergeant, what are we doing today? And he's like, he stands up and he's kind of breathing heavy. He looks at me, he has sweat on his forehead. He's like, didn't you get our letter we sent you? I'm like, 
no. Like, I was in boot camp. It was like, they didn't even give us mail. And I got like two phone calls in four months. <clears throat> and he's like, okay, well, the letter was to inform you that we're going to Iraq. Oh, awesome. Okay, but I'm National Guard. Like, you got me wrong. Like, I'm supposed to, like, clean up tornadoes and, like, stay here. And, like, you know, when it floods or if there's riding, I kind of help with that. Like, right? He said, Iraq. I said, oh, yeah, no problem. I turned around. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I walked towards that supply room, not visibly freaking out, but internally freaking out. I'm like, he said, Iraq. Like, where's that even at? Like, is that, is that a real place? It's, is that just something I see on the news? No. So, Okay, so here we go. We're going to Iraq. Okay, all right, awesome. I wasn't prepared for this. Like, literally didn't think. That's not really why I signed up, but, but I, was, I was willing to go, and I was actually kind of excited about it. I was fresh out of the house, fresh out of um, Madison, Indiana, out of high school, and so we start this journey. We go down to Georgia another four months. I'm like, oh, man, every day doing the same thing, waking up early, uh, having all these tasks to complete complaining. Yeah, I did a bunch of it, but so did everybody. So, you know, at least it wasn't just me, but everybody's complaining. It sucks. Why we got to do this? It's always so hot or so cold. Blah. We're never getting no sleep. The food's terrible. Yes, yes, yes. And it all was. And, you know, we're, we're driving out and, you know, and doing all this training and over and over and over and over again. Like, what is the point of this? Like, man, hey, Sergeant, we've done this enough. Do we have to do it again? And yes, we have to do it again. We have to do it by the book. The book says we have to do this 23 times this certain exercise, and then that's it. So we're going throughout this four months. I'm like, man, this is not missing home. Like, what's the point of this? And I'm enjoying some of it. It was awesome. We got to shoot stuff, blow stuff up. That's awesome. Kick indoors. That's awesome. But what was the point of it? Like, man. So we leave there. Go to Kuwait. Stay there for a few weeks. More training. More preparation. What are we doing? Like, why are we doing this? Is, yes, some of this is good to know, but like, oh, my gosh. So we get to Iraq. We're there for about a month. Now we're training. They're saying this is how, you, and then it got real serious. Hey, this is not play with it anymore. This is not training. These are real bullets, and these are real enemies, and these are real bombs. And so we're out cruising around, and I remember the first time I went out, man, it was like a five-hour drive. We went on a five-hour drive, and I was white-knuckling my gun the whole time. I was just like, where are they? Like, they ain't getting me. I'm going to get them. And I was nervous. I was, I was really scared. I was just like doing like this the whole time. And then we got to our destination. I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm so wiped out because I was so tense the whole time. So we're talking about what's all this training for? Like tonight, why did you come? What's the purpose of this? Like, but then one night we're driving through Fallujah. It's kind of like a Charlestown road. You got two lanes one way and two lanes the other. Actually, no, more like downtown New Albany or downtown Louisville. There's a lot of tall buildings and tight quarters. So just kind of cruising through there, got our spotlights on, going about five, ten miles an hour when the first shot got fired. And, you know, you train and you prepare, but nothing exactly really gets you ready for that first time. And anybody know what a turtle looks like? <laughs> just change the gears real quick on you. So, you know, turtles walk around, it's cruising around, it's got his head sticking out. That's, that's me. We're cruising around. I'm up in the top of the vehicle. There's a circle cut out called the turret. I'm standing there, got my machine gun. And I'm this like turtle with my head stuck out, and a gunshot goes off, and I, I pulled that head back down inside that shell real quick. Oh, I wasn't trying to stick around and have that head sticking out. So I'm down here, and I'm looking. My eyes are as big as the headlights and the spotlights on my vehicle. I'm like, and it was just like, ee, just felt like everything froze for about 10 seconds. Did I freeze? Yeah, I froze. Did you? I mean, hey, I trained and trained and trained. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, when the time comes, I'm going to do the right thing. I didn't. I froze for about 10 seconds, and I was just stuck for a minute. 
my heart was beating so fast. I was starting to breathe heavy. I probably didn't breathe for like 10 seconds. That's not that long, but my heart was beating so fast, I could actually feel it in my temple and in my eyes, and it felt like every time my heart beat, I could feel it every beat in my eyes, and it, I started seeing like little gray fuzzies. It's like, what's going on? It's like the twilight zone. I didn't know if I was in my body or out of my body. I couldn't really tell, but then those eight months combined all of a sudden quickly came back to me. All the complaining, all the late nights, all the being tired, all the dirty uniforms, all the terrible food, never being comfortable, always missing home. Now, I know this comparison, what I'm saying now, is a little bit different than what we're doing tonight, but it still applies. But when the first shot was fired, I then remembered what all that time was for. I remembered the reason we did those drills over and over and over again, because if we would have done them three or four times... I wouldn't have reacted. I might have just stayed in my shell. I might have popped that in there and not let my neck come back out. But I remembered what all that time was for all of a sudden. It's not like I was like, oh, I remember. It was just all of a sudden muscle memory. Everything came back to me. I got on my gun, turned my spotlights on, shot flares up in there, lit that place up. And, you know, the rest of the, don't even know the rest of the details. And so we moved, moved through that area. And I remember... As we drove the rest of the night, I was kind of quiet. I probably didn't say much. A lot of guys were talking. There was a lot of radio chatter, but I was kind of quiet that night. And I, and I was just kind of thinking about all the times that we had gone through the things that we went through and um, all the different training scenarios and kind of felt humbled for a minute, like, okay, I get it. That was important. Now I'm going to go back and go over the stuff that I, we did that I complained about to make sure I'm really good. So why, why am I talking about that tonight? Same thing with why I asked you, why are you here tonight? What's the point of this? Why are we here on a Wednesday night when we could be at home, propping our feet up, just kicking back, doing something? Who, who, who in your life said it was important to be here tonight? Was it you? Was it a, a parent who was smart? If they encourage you to be here, they're smart for that. But what was your reasoning for wanting to come here? Before I move on, I remember there was... And I've told you this before. I actually have a picture of it. I looked at it. I couldn't find it. But at every gate, every entrance, or no, every exit of each base, there was a big white sign, spray-painted, complacency kills. And I used to look at it, and it's just like, okay, whatever. I see that sign. Every time we leave this gate, no big deal, because you get used to seeing the same thing. But it is true. I didn't really exactly realize that. I didn't know 2008 Iraq would be preaching to me in 2021 that complacency kills. And I want to tell you tonight, complacency kills. I don't mean you're going to uh, uh, get really relaxed in your Christian walk and you're going to die. I don't mean that. No one's here shooting at us. But things in your life can start to diminish. Your boldness for God can diminish. Your devotional time that you're really pumped up for can diminish. You're, you wanting to come here and seeing events like this that our church puts on and that we come here as leaders and, and, and young people to put together those times might start diminishing if you don't treat this as a priority. And what I was doing in preparation for my training is the same thing you guys are doing tonight. We are preparing ourselves for life. Not that we're always just looking towards the future because there's only good stuff in the future. Hey, right here and now is awesome. I don't care what anybody said about 2020 or 2021. I love the time we're in. We were put in this time for this time. 
you know, I've always thought it'd be really awesome if I could have grown up in the 80s because the 80s seemed like really cool, <laughs> like a really cool time, good music, cool cars, but we're supposed to be here at this time right now. And the reason we come here on a Wednesday night is not just because your parents said for you to do it. If you just think this is just some natural thing that we just show up and we do the same thing week in and week out and we hear messages and we sing songs and we see our friends and we get to go home, if you think that's just it, you're mistaken. We are here for a purpose and we are here for a reason, and that is to prepare us for what's coming in life. Not a bunch of bad stuff, but just preparing us for life. We understand if we are here on this earth, we will go through things. We saw that in 2020. I'm still choosing to say that 2020 was not the worst year I've ever been a part of because I like to focus on good stuff and not just everything. It's always just so bad. 2021 shaping up to be the same way. No, let's, let's, change, let's change our confession. <laughs> But what we are doing here tonight is preparing us for future battles, but not battles we're going to lose, but also for future victories. We're being prepared for future battles and future victories. I don't like to err on the side of, well, we, we might lose it. No, we're going to win. This is a fixed fight we're in. No matter what, no matter what happens, no matter what it looks like, we win. If anybody in this church knows a man by the name of Dr. Michael P. Jacobs, <laughs> the man who started this church, the man God gave the vision to start this church, and now his son, Pastor Jordan. We love Pastor Jordan, don't we? He's taken over. But um, Dr. Jacobs has said this. I've only been here 10 years, and I know he's probably been saying it for at least 20. And I want to encourage you all tonight with this. He always says, and I say it too, stay with it. Stay with it. What we're doing here tonight, stay with it. Living pure, stay with it. Those people you're supposed to stay away from, stay with it. It matters. It really does matter. Do you believe me? I have one scripture and one scripture only tonight. Um, I love to have lots of scripture, but sometimes all you need is one. It's in Galatians 6, 9. It's like, oh, this is a churchy scripture. We've heard that before. But a lot of times the churchy scriptures are the ones we just look over and think, yeah, they're not that big of a deal. Galatians 6, 9, out of the NLT. I like that response. Yep. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's not get tired of going to the quarry. Let's not get tired of Sundays, of life groups. Let's not get tired of texting our friend when we know that they need some encouragement. Let's not get tired of living pure and living holy. Let's not get tired of doing the right thing. That's the first part. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So there is a condition. If you give up, there's a harvest of blessing you'll miss out on. But that's the reason. And you know, uh, like I was saying earlier, I know we're, I'm talking about we're being prepared right now for what's coming. It doesn't mean that we just like, who cares about right now? And we're just only, only concerned, because right now is important, right? The things that we're going through right now are important. The, 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 the victories that we're going through right now, the setbacks that we uh, uh, go through are important. I used to look at things I went through like, why did I go through those things? And then I realized I'm not, you know, I, I'm the person I am today because I did go through those things. I, I wish maybe I didn't have to have gone through those things. But then again, I'm not mad about it because it's like, hey, I know how to get victory if that ever shows up again. So yeah, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> so we're talking about purpose. This matters. Talking about staying with it. There was a few people in the Bible Noah, not Noah Stumbler, but Noah, he spent a long time 
building a boat <laughs> a long time, and people said he was stupid for doing it. They made fun of him. They mocked him. I'm not talking like he spent like a day. He spent decades and decades building a boat, and people made fun of him for it, and they're like, you're stupid. What's the point? But he knew what God said, and he knew that it was important to stay with it. And as a result, he saved his, his entire family, and literally we can thank him that we are here today. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, another person in the Bible, Joseph, he was sold into slavery. He dealt with a very crazy woman, and then he became prime minister of Egypt after years of doing the right thing because he stayed with it, right? He stayed with it. Another guy that we might have heard of, David, he spent time taking care of smelly old sheep out in a pasture where nobody saw him and probably nobody cared. But he was really particularly good at one thing, defending his sheep, def defending that flock, and he had a sling and a stone. And I don't know how many times he practiced that thing, but he practiced that years and years, so much so that he killed animals that would come and try to kill sheep, try to take out his, his flock. He was able to kill those things, and, be, and because he stayed with it, he was able to kill Goliath, and as a result, they got the victory. Now, if he would have gave up and said, what's the point of this sheep? I'm just going to take a nap all day, every day while they're out here doing their thing. God wouldn't have used him. Do you want to be used by God? I do. I really want to be used by God, and I am. You know, and if I would have known 10 years ago, and you all have heard me say that before, I don't like have like these big regrets or anything in life, but if I would have known 10 years ago about what it meant to stay with it, I would have tried harder. And here's the thing. Once you're taught something, you're not responsible for it, so you're welcome. Come on, let's, let's be focused and know that this time that we're in is not just, oh, it's just my teens, it's just... My early 20s, not a big deal. Just coast through it and then get serious about God. I'm talking, stay with it right now. Yeah. Stay with the things that are important for your life right now. This is preparation time. Again, if I would have known that I've had, I've had jobs in the past, uh, I've, churches asked me to do certain things over the years, and I never, I said yes to them. I didn't really know why I was doing what I'm doing. I just know that, hey, I, I trust God. God, I feel like you're asking me to do this. I'm going to do it. And I chose the right thing. And it has brought me to where I am today. And I love where I'm at today. It, it, I'm, I'm very thankful for my life. And uh, I've not been perfect. And there's times where I didn't stay with it. And there's times where I got way too complacent in my Christian walk. But let's get back on track and get to, <laughs> to where we need to be. And I have. And I'm, I'm very thankful for, uh, for where I'm at today. But why does this matter, though? It, it matters because you're preparing yourself for your future and the person that you are becoming. All of this is preparation time. It's not wasted time. It's preparation time. Getting prepared for what's coming. Who wants to be prepared? Anybody want to be caught off guard? No. Nah, no. Nobody wants to be. I like to be prepared. I like to, I'm not going to say I'm a control freak. I don't think I am. But like, I like to have some control. And when things don't go, like are completely out of my control, I'm not a big fan of that. Like, you might be, but I'm just, I'm just not. You know, the times, talking about staying with it, the times when you're in fellowship with God in private and literally like nobody knows, oh, those times are golden. Those times are seriously special and they're so worth it because you're choosing to stay with it. You know, it's easy to quit. Anybody can quit. Anybody can be lazy. It takes zero skill to do that. It takes zero skill to sit back and just be like, I'll get with it one day. No, stay with it right now. 
You know, what you do with your life right now matters. What you do with your body right now matters. What influences you allow in your life right now, they matter. You know, the person you're dating, it matters. Do you, do you realize that? <laughs> I, could, I could go there with dating. I, I, I'm, okay, I won't, I won't. But, <laughs> you know, the, the you in 10 years uh, will thank you for staying faithful and consistent. I'm thankful in some areas, I'm not going to say every area of my life, but in some areas I'm, I'm thankful that I stayed with it with some things because it has made me, at the young age of 32 years old, it has made me into the person I am today, and I'm very thankful for those things. Galatians 6, 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. You know, my harvest of blessing when I was in the army by staying with it, it was that, hey, you get to live, you don't have to die. So that's, that's pretty good payoff. I mean, it's not bad. I know <laughs> back here stateside, it's not maybe <laughs> exactly always life and death, but I don't want anything in my life, spiritually, physically, about me. I don't want anything to diminish. So we're talking about staying with it. How do you do that? How do you stay with it? My only point with that tonight is Continue to do what you know is right. I know, shocking, it's earth-shattering. Continue to do what you know is right. Whatever you have studied yourself in your Bible that you know is right, do that. Whatever your life group leaders and your pastors and the staff here at church have encouraged you to do that's right, do that. That's how you stay with it. That's how you stay prepared in life. You know, we're always asking, God's, God, what's next? What's next? And he's just, just stay with it. I'll, I'll give you the next step, not the next leap, but the next step when it's time. So continue to do what's right. Show up here at Corey. Show up when we have church events. Show up on a Sunday morning with a good attitude. I know we, a lot of us don't uh, like waking up early, but come on, it's 10 o'clock. That's not early at all. <laughs> all the high school students said, yeah, right, man, I'm trying to sleep until noon. Um, but show up. <laughs> do what's right. Devotional time. Stay with it. Stay with it. Developing good character. Stay with it. You know, there's impartations. That's a big, fancy word. It's a churchy word, impartation. It means that when we get around each other, good qualities and good spiritual qualities about each other, just sometimes by conversation can rub off on each other, and you can gain those things. I'm not just saying just by one time, but maybe many times. That's why we do this church thing. That's why it's a repetition. That's why we continue to come. Brother Sean made a great um, analogy a long time ago. He just said, uh, when we have church on Wednesdays, I don't put anything in that slot except church. And when Wednesdays show up, guess what we're doing? We're going to church. <laughs> Listen, sometimes if your parents give you the option, don't let them give you the option. Say, no, mom, I'm going to church. No, dad, I'm going to church. Let's show up. Continue to do what you know is right. Not what maybe what someone else said, but what do you know to do that's right? That's the simplest way to stay with it. Because sometimes certain tactics and procedures that others do don't maybe necessarily work for your life. What did God tell you to do? Continue to do what you know is right. And just it just it just matters because the person that I'm becoming and the person that you are becoming, it just depends on it. So please stay with it. Please stay with it. Your future self, others in your life right now, but your future self and others are depending on it. Do you realize that? 
You're preparing yourself, and uh, and five years from now, there's going to be someone you're going to talk to, and because of the presence of God in your life, you're going to help change their life. But maybe if you didn't stay with it back here, you would have zero influence there. Stay with it. Your part, it matters. That's all I have tonight. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this uh, awesome time in your presence, and thank you that Lord, thank you for church. Thank you for, for Wednesday nights. Thank you for this quarry group. Lord, thank you for our leaders. Thank you for our students. Thank you for our pastors for having a, vis- a vision and all of us together running with that vision. We're excited about it. Holy Spirit, I ask you to encourage us and remind us if maybe we start slipping up for just that inside witness, just that small voice to say, stay with it. Keep going. Lord, I don't know what to do. Continue to do what you know is right. Stay with it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that reminder. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that reminder. We're looking forward to hearing that in the future if we slip up, but we're choosing right now to do the right thing and to not do it for just one day, but to make a a habit out of it and a lifestyle out of it. Lord, we thank you that every time we come into here, we're changed because your presence is here, and when we get in your presence, we can't stay the same, and we're thankful for that tonight. Lord, thank you that your angels that you've given to us keep us safe wherever we go, on our way back home tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody shout amen. 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 You're dismissed.